You're listening to the Biz Babes with Soul podcast with your host, Melody Spencer, a show where female entrepreneurs get radically honest about life and business. Today's episode is sponsored by Swiftly Social Digital Marketing. Swiftly Social helps people create a heart-centered digital marketing and Facebook ads strategy that gets you results. For a free video tutorial on how to grow your Facebook following by 10,000 or more, visit swiftlysocial.com. Hey guys, welcome to the Biz Babes with Soul podcast. I'm your host, Melody Spencer, and I'm so excited to have an amazing executive coach and author named Linda Williams here today. Welcome, Linda. It's my pleasure. It's really nice to be here today. This is my wake me up for today. (laughs) So tell us a little bit about what you do. Uh, I so exhausted C-suite executives how to increase the bottom line with less stress, less conflict, and plenty of time for personal and family life. I find that we get so focused on the do that we always lose sight of the why. Mm -hmm. And based on my research, executives have a real challenge with work-life balance. Mm -hmm. Uh, At one point, I I worked for the federal government for almost 37 years. I just retired last July. Wow. And I had developed a software program because I'm not going to keep doing the same thing 99 times over and over Mm, again. So I had no choice. I had no training in software development, but I did that. What that did was, Melody, it resulted in them sending me out to six different field offices within a week during a time when I was working on my master's degree. Wow. And that resulted in an emotional breakdown for me. Yeah, I have seen where people, whether they're trying to kind of avoid internal conflicts, avoid conflicts at home. Me, I was trying to go into school left and right, trying to prove something to my deceased father. Mm -hmm. We have a lot of things that motivate us to do what might be really good things. But the good thing is not the main thing. And the good thing will never bring the joy and happiness that we need and seek in life if if we ever lose sight of the main thing. So I've turned my coaching business. I've been having this challenge with branding myself, getting my message right. I'm trying to do this all on my own while also on the side working on my dissertation. Okay. And so I have flipped the script on how I've branded myself and my marketing message. And I finally think I found my niche. I found what where I need to be because Mm -hmm. as a former uh, union leader with the federal government, I've seen all of the mindset challenges that set us back. I have experienced that firsthand. I've experienced being the odd man out because I refuse to walk into negotiations, having my mindset that you're the enemy. I've been there where it's run me in the ground emotionally and mentally. And I've also seen that people are chasing passion instead of chasing purpose. They tell you to follow your passion to your purpose. My position is this. Let's hone in on your purpose here. The passion will follow. Mm, That's great. Yeah. So how did you decide to leave your 
your government career and start this journey? Well, I began this journey years, a few years before I finally retired. And it resulted because my sister called me in December of like 2005 and said you were going to write a book. And the book would only progress as I healed. And I have, I am a survivor of rape, domestic violence. Mm-hmm. And I wound up by stuffing that uh, melody. I wound up in a marriage with a man that turned out to be a rapist. He's been convicted uh. from rape and being a sexual predator and stuffing all of that stuff, not being aware of it. See, I'm a trained psychotherapist and I'm going through all this hellacious times in my life the whole time I'm in school. And I was so blinded that I didn't see my own life playing out on the pages of those mm. psychology textbooks. Yeah. And as I wrote this book for seven years and six days, I healed. The book is called Whose Apple Is It Anyway? And so I said, well, let me start a coaching business to be prepared for when I retire, not knowing that I was going to retire a heck of a lot sooner than I wanted to. Mm. So this is it's just you get to a point in your life where you know you're stuck. You no longer have any real fire in you for the thing that you're doing. Mm-hmm. That always means something's wrong, okay? And I realized that I was in a comfort zone with my federal job and I needed to take a leap here. It's going to be one or the other. Mm -hmm. And so last July I took the leap and leap and haven't regretted it one bit. That's awesome. So what has been the scariest thing doing this? Just, just leaping. Well, you know, I can't, I'm too dumb girl. I ain't going (laughs) to sit up here and say, Oh my God, I had to make a decision. My boss sent me the wrong email at the wrong time. I wasn't about to deal with it. So by that afternoon, I had signed my retirement paper, left him stuck in air. Okay. So I'm not even going to say, Oh my God, I had to do this. And I just had to, I can't can't even say girl, I can make that sound like that was, I'm so proud of myself, girl. I quit because I was fed up. You hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fed up. It got to the point. I told you about losing that passion for what you do. When you're with the federal government, it's all pushing papers, regs and policy. And I got to the point where I was just pushing paper and was not loving it at freaking all. Do you hear me? Yeah. And so he wrong email, wrong time, dude. No, bye. Good and for you. Good for the you. The scary part has been coming to a point after being in business for six years where I recognize and have to accept that. At the beginning stages, you had to do everything yourself, Linda, Mm -hmm. but you are not going to scale. You are not going to grow as an entrepreneur or your business unless you start taking on people to help you. Yes. To help you hire, you know, outsource the piddly crap that you do that you really don't like to do outsourcing stuff. That's the phase I'm in now. And it's a challenge for me because I've always been able to pick up and figure out anything I ever wanted to do, like my website. I'm, I wrote my, I do my own website. I designed it and everything. I have to accept that at some point, I'm not going to have the time to do that melody and that my focus will have to be on vision and moving forward and, and, and my clients. Yeah. 
it's a hard decision to make. And I know some people say, well, it's mostly women. No, we all have these mindsets that are holding us back because we cannot relinquish control. And I'm using yeah. air quotes, control, see? Yeah. And so you asked me what the biggest thing is. It's not a scary thing, but this is the challenge that I'm in now. Yeah, and that's what I try to tell potential clients all the time. We've been fed this line that we have to be superwoman yep. and do it all. And that's some BS. Because, yes, it is. Because if you can, it's possible to do it all, but you're going to burn yourself out. You're going to pull your hair out. You're going to be miserable. Yep. So you need yeah. to hire coaches, hire experts, hire VAs, delegate that crap. Because Yep. Because life is too short to do stuff you're not passionate about. Yeah. That is, yeah. That is yeah. what I have learned. Like, honestly. Yeah. But trying to get people to understand that who are so scared to mm -hmm. invest and scared to even kind of dip that toe in that up-leveling is mm -hmm. so difficult. That's, that's my biggest yeah. challenge is trying to convince people to hire people like me Yes. Because they yes. they don't see my value until they get to a point where you are, where you see that experts are worth the the money. Oh, heck, you know, if you get the right expert, heck, yeah, they're worth the money. Yeah. And, and, and I was going to ask you if that was a challenge with your clients, because I know that that is a challenge because you got the one side of you that really is subconscious. Oh my God, if I grow, how am I going to handle this? If I grow, then I'm going to have to do this. I'm going to have to do yeah. that. And the other thing is the mindset. I get it. Okay. I get it. Everything I've done in my business, I've funded through my federal salary or through my retirement. Now with the reduction in my income through retirement, then I'm kind of stuck over here trying to get personal financial equilibrium and learning that I can't keep putting all that money in my business. But this is the question that has to be posed here. Where do you want to go and what is it going to take to get there? Mm, yeah. Where there's a will, it's a way. I'll take my situation. Now, I'm coming to a point where I'm going to have to make the quality decision that no matter how much disequilibrium I'm in, I'm going to have to make moves to save money toward where I want to go. Mm. <laughs> Excuse me. So if I get together two, three months of my operating cost, okay? I can afford to hire somebody for two or three months, okay? That two or three months is going to scale my business and get me people in the door. Yeah. Right? And then those people in the door are going to make my, my, my business whole, where I can afford to pay my operating costs without using my retirement income, where I can afford to keep on the people that scaled my business, understand what yeah, i'm saying yeah absolutely <laughs> so it's all about a decision in the moment understanding that that decision is the know all and be all of the goal you want to reach and working with somebody who's going to be a coach and accountability department, somebody that can see your mindsets in the way, can challenge those mindsets and keep you moving while you're dealing with that mindset. These are the people you, you have to have in your life. Yeah, absolutely. 
that's one of been one of my biggest learning curves is for so long I was kind of alone on this island <laughs> of uh working for myself so there's not a lot of people that I know that do that and before I discovered like online groups and all that and, and mastermind groups um it really just felt like I was the only one doing this mm-hmm. and that's a really lonely place to be mm-hmm. but when you're surrounded by other women who are doing similar things and who are successful or trying to be successful it can be both a blessing and a curse because you can constantly be comparing but mm-hmm. you could also have people lift you up and encourage you and help you keep going when you're just having a really crappy day. Yeah, yeah. It's about stay in your lane, mm-hmm. okay? Uh, focus versus failure. Mm, yeah. Okay. And understanding that nothing's ever accomplished by a team of one. Yeah. So, so you you have to be aware of how your life experiences ha- have altered your mindset about things. Uh, for instance, uh, I had some uh, molestation, and I, as I told you, I'm a survivor of rape. Mm. What happens to women in my professional experience as a psychotherapist is that you start developing control issues. Now, this is a losing battle because you can't control what other people do or say, okay? But you have a false sense of being able to control your surroundings. And that can result in perfectionism, mm. having to do it all yourself. So what I'm saying is is basically this, Melody. People have to be highly aware of how their past life has form their current perspectives and accept this truth just because you see it that way don't mean it is that way yeah yeah and then you need outside people who are truthful trusted others to be able to show you the things you don't see about yourself yeah okay yeah it's so easy to get into the this is the way i've always seen myself this is my story this is my identity that unless people speak into that and you begin to see the way other people see you, then Mm -hmm. you're just going to keep making the same mistakes over and over. That's right. That's right. And it goes deeper than that, though, Melody. You know, this is me. This is my character. This is who I am. That's conscious. Okay? You have to dig deeper to why you think this is you. This is my character. This is who I am. You have to dig deeper into the subconscious stuff that's lurking in there, driving your entire stinking life. Mm, yeah. And you're not aware of it. It's a core covert force and a covert dynamic. Now, people who are close to you can see those things, but it's like you don't see them. Everybody else is wrong, okay? But we have to understand we don't see things like they are. We we see things as we are. Mm, yeah. Okay. And so I just want all everybody listening, male or female, to understand this one thing. Change is never easy, Mm. not supposed to be. It's walking you into new territory every time. When you get to the point where you fear change, you shrink back from change, you don't want to deal with change, you avoid change, you're stuck, going to stay there, nothing's going to ever get better. But when you become, begin to realize that fear is not the end of your story and that Fear is just a smokescreen you can walk through without resistance if you make the decision to do so. Embrace the fear and do it anyway. Mm. 
-hmm. embrace the smoke screen, walk through it anyway, because trust me, on the other side of that smoke screen is your destiny. And when we're tied, when our destiny has everything to do, Melody, with what we're born to do, why we're here, why we breathe, what's the purpose of being here on this earth? Everybody has that. But what we do is we make career choices. We have a family. Now I got to get this much money coming in. Got to take care of the family. And none of those decisions are made or based on the reason you are breathing. Mm. Now, I want to encourage everybody. That doesn't mean that that's the end of the story. Because guess what? Long as you're breathing, it's never too late. And you can make incremental changes in your direction that turn you around along a path where you are finding joy in what you do. Yeah. You rock in the boardroom and loving it. Okay. You have a nice, healthy uh, home life where you're not fighting with your spouse because you keep dragging the business home with you. Mm. Okay. It's possible. It's a decision. Fear is part of the process. It's all good. Yeah. Wow. That was awesome. That was powerful. <laughs> oh. So, since we've talked a lot about mindset work and I'm a huge mindset uh, fan. Mm -hmm. So what kind of routine in the morning do you have? Do you journal? Do you meditate? Do you, what kind of gets you going and get your mindset right for the day? Girl, please. You know what? You didn't ask the wrong person. And you told me <laughs> earlier, you're going to ask that question. I said, I ain't even going to tell her. I'm going to let her walk right into this. <laughs> Excuse me. Look, this is me. I get up in the morning, I drag my butt out of bed, I snatch off my CPAP mask, I feed the cat. <laughs> and then I grab my coffee. Now, as far as me having a routine, I've never been a routine type of person. It's one of my downfalls. If this is supposed to be authentic and open, oh, yeah, it's definitely. one of my downfalls. I have never been able to get my mind situated where I can even write that outline. An outline is going to send me to the nut house. Something that simple to organization wise is a challenge for me. Now, let me tell you what's weird about that. You were talking about how people see us differently. Mm -hmm. Anybody that knows me from family or otherwise, keep calling me highly organized. <laughs> get a clue. Right? You hear me? I mean, for the last seven years of my federal job, I worked out of my home office. So I could roll out of bed, roll down the hall in my robe, no makeup, and do my thing. So I don't have a routine. But since you've given me the open, opening, let me say this. I thank God Almighty that I can hear him. Hmm. And to understand that in the little shifts, like you back in April, waking up and you call it following your intuition, start a podcast. Mm -hmm. You jump right on that. Nobody gets a doggone podcast up and running and over 20 interviews in the can within a month of waking up deciding that's what they're going to do. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. And so that showed a lot of powerful determination on your part, and you really went at it. My life, I've always lived it with, as I get this, what you call intuition, I call it hearing God's voice. Then I just do those little things. I just oh, yeah. do a little bit there, a little bit here, and it walks me right into powerful things. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so um, I'm not saying I'm right, y'all. Anybody listening to this, I ain't. <laughs> 
I ain't saying nobody need to live their life like this, but I will say that I do need to get more structure in my routine. I think that's one of the things that's holding my business back. Yeah, I, I would say as someone who's added in more of a routine in the morning and the evening to my life, it's drastically changed my business and how I see myself. Uh -huh. um, so I definitely think if you want to start doing that, go for it because it really helps. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And people got to they got to get their sleep. Oh, yeah. I'm all about okay. sleep. My husband makes, get their, makes fun of me because I go to bed at like 930 like an old lady. That's good. That's good. <laughs> but I love sleep. <laughs> yeah, you've done that all your life. You're going to yeah. get in bed. I don't care what the world doing. They'll be there when I wake up and anything I missed. Oh, well. Yeah. But you got to get your sleep. You cannot be focused on no sleep. You cannot be settled and centered emotionally with no sleep. I tell people that all the time. Look, you, your butt, look I'm 61 years old, okay? I'm going to have to get my rest. My days in the 20 where my behind was sitting up, staying up all night in a recording mm. studio, get an hour sleep, go to work all day. I could do that in my 20s. And it still didn't do my health any good. Mm -mm. But as you get older, you got to get your sleep. So people have got to get their sleep. And I really, even though I'm not doing it since we've been authentic here, get a routine going on in your life so that if you can train yourself to, for that to just be a part of who you are, that thing about getting up in the morning, having time to meditate, pray, whatever, just sit quietly and listen to God, mm -hmm. that kind of thing. It really, and I'm right with you. When I was doing that, it set the tone for my entire life. Mm-hmm. But I'm glad you had an honest answer because some people have been really honest too and they've said, I'm too busy or I have kids or, you know, I'm just lazy. <laughs> so it's good mm -hmm. that you said mm -hmm. that because we're all about being honest and open and right. everybody has a routine. Last mm -hmm. year, I didn't have a routine. I had to drag myself out of bed. Okay. But, wow. you know, like I, I, I told uh, my coach, I said, this is my Oprah year. This is my live my best life year. Because, yeah. So I'm trying yes. to re redo everything in my life so that I have wow. better relationships, better yes. connections, better business, better yes. habits, everything. Yes. Yes. And at the end of the year, you will see the fruits of all of that. Yeah, I hope. <laughs> you will. You will. Trust me. So do you have any advice for uh, a woman who might be listening who wants to start her own business or wants to leave her nine to five? Oh, my God. Okay, look. This is <laughs> You're going to have to get real, real about the thing. See, what we do is I'm the type of person I don't want to look at the finance. I don't give a rip about the line items. I don't want that piddly mess. First of all, I want you to understand and sit and think through the <clears throat> excuse me the things that you I'm going to say that again think through the things that you need to do in order to make your business happen mm. then you have to be very honest with yourself and make a list of the things that are in your belly that your bailiwick in your lane, the things that you're made and created to do, the things you can do as easy as breathing with excellence. And those are the things that you will do. And the things that you don't particularly like for me, I'm not an accountant. Mm 
Mm. I'm not a lawyer. Those are the things that you need to determine who else is going to do that thing. And then the next thing with respect to who else is going to do that thing, look around you. If you're in the church, there are probably accountants, attorneys, mm-hmm. all of that right in your communities that might be willing to help you pro bono. So don't limit your choices by the mindset limitation. Reach out and know who's available to you to do those things. And don't make the mistake I did and start trying to do all of that yourself because it's just going to lead to frustration and burnout. So once you determine what it takes, then you determine what things you love to do and those things you're going to do. And then you determine what you don't love to do. This is the deal. If you're still working, start working on your business little by little on the weekends. That means laying the groundwork, the foundation, make sure you have your proper licenses, make sure you're incorporated, okay? Make sure that you know what the laws are with respect to your specific business. Get the groundwork done. If you're nonprofit, you want a 501c3, find out how much that costs. Start laying your groundwork little by little as you're working in the off hours and going forward. And then remember that you don't have to wait, okay, now my business got the, it's all there. Now I'm going to wait till I retire. No, that's not how it works. Okay. Mm -hmm. The other thing is, as you're in your current career, if it doesn't align with your dream job that you're creating on the side, then what you want to do is seek opportunities in your current career that are going to give you the, 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 rubber meets road experience you need to be able to function in that. And so there will be opportunities to lead groups, be a part of a group, to take over this, to take over that, take this training, suck up the training, it's free, okay? And then just ease into it as you move through. And just and then finally, please choose whatever business you're going to choose. Make sure to craft that thing around the reason you're breathing, your purpose, your your the reason that you're here. Because you were here, you were born with natural talents, skills, and abilities that were created to help you do what you were created for. And so make sure that you don't say, oh, I'm going to take this line with my off hour job because this is what I'm doing now. That can't be a consideration. Hmm. Yeah, that's great. That's fantastic advice because, yeah, I think so many women just get stuck. Oh, yeah. And so if you just kind of don't try, start trying it little by little or start trying to make your job better if you're in your nine to five, then you're never, you're just going to be miserable. And that's no way to live your life. I tell you, man, you know, the main why we need to always keep, keep a hold of is the reason we breathe. Mm, Why am I here on earth? That why. Yeah. Is the thing that that's supposed to be the thing that guides you into every decision you make in your career or in your business. Why am I here? And am I really in my niche? Am I really in my lane where that's concerned? Yeah. I hold that if you do that, then you will make decisions, life, career, relationship decisions that will always enhance your life. See, joy happiness. They're not external commodities. We see things as we are, not as they are. And the way you perceive the world is wholly affected and created by what you've been through in life and how you did or didn't deal with that trauma. Mm. 
Okay. Yeah. And so we have to understand that the joy, the happiness comes from inside. And that as long as we are true to what we're here for, true to who we truly were created to be, not who life has twisted us into, who we were created to be, then that's an automatic situation full of joy and happiness and meaningfulness. Mm, yeah. That's great. Wow. So <laughs> switching gears, <laughs> yeah. if anyone wants to get in touch with you to work with you, how can they get in touch with you? It's a one-stop shop. <laughs> w h w h o s e a p p l e dot org. That's whoseapple.org. You can Google Who's Apple. You Google Linda F. Williams. I'm all over Google. Just try to find me there. Go to LinkedIn. You can find me. You can find me anywhere, but you can never miss with whoseapple.org. It's a one-stop shop to see about the book and everything. Um, Fantastic. I encourage everybody, just come see me if you're just having some of the challenges that we talked about today. Yeah, you guys definitely should. Linda is incredible, and I'm so excited that we had this conversation. This is really going to be powerful for people, I think. It was powerful for me, so thank you it's so much. It's been my honor, my honor. Well, thank you guys for listening, and I hope you enjoy and you have a great day. Bye, guys. Thank you for joining me for the Biz Babes with Soul podcast. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share with your friends. To learn more about me, Melody Spencer, and the show, please visit swiftlysocial.com.